talk. <laughs> wake up, wake up for the one. Yes. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to our seventh podcast um, for the one. Obviously, as you heard in the incredible uh, song that you heard just now. Um, today, we're going to be talking about dating and relationships. But first, before we start, we're going to talk about our positives. So, do you want to explain why we do that? Yeah, we do our positives for the week every time we have a podcast. So, we start to retrain our mind how to think positive when there's negative things going on. Mm-hmm. Did you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, so my positive this week. What's okay. your name? Oh, I'm Alex or Miss Alex to people at the studio. <laughs> I'm, they've heard us before, so I yeah. just didn't think about it. But um, so my positive this week is that I started getting better at editing the videos for our YouTube channel. I was really bad about it and like unmotivated and would never post anything ever. But I finally started doing it again. So that's positive for me. My name is Hallie Mack or Miss Hallie Mack at the studio. And my positive is that I joined a new gym today. So now my whole family gets to go with me and we got to have fun family Fun. fitness bonding <laughs> i can't tell whether or not that sounds sarcastic <laughs> it's a mixture both it's both it's both um yeah so like i said earlier we're talking about dating mostly dating but i, th- I think like dating and relationships like friends can also go into the category of some of the, the discussion but yeah but um, it's mostly about dating yeah um wanna... <laughs> i think it's funny <laughs> yeah, yeah well well she thinks it's funny and we'll get to the why yeah. okay so let's just give a little bit of background about ourselves did you want to i guess i'll go first so the reason why i think this is funny is because i hallie mac have never once been on a date have i had boyfriends yes did they treat me bad and never take me on a date also yes <laughs> So, I've never been on a date before, so I think it's pretty funny that we're talking about this, but um, with my background on um, how guys treated me bad in the past, um, and also with this new, like, talking stage, that's a thing that I really hate, Mm. but that thing, I'm... hate it. I'm glad (laughs) that I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I have to deal with that now, Um, and also... Mm. having my preferences as a strong Christian woman um, going out in the dating world is also something that we're going to be talking about as well. Um, So that's kind of my background with all of this stuff. Um, So for me, uh, I'm actually married, uh, but I did have like lots of time, especially in between like mm, probably 17 through right until up until I met Kyler 24, where I was um, going on dates with people and trying to figure out um, how that was and again I, I hated the talking the talking phase and I eventually did get to a point where I was like I knew exactly what I expected of somebody and how I wasn't going to be a pushover about it and things like that and waste my time but <laughs> because you're like yeah I have to do that yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, so I think what we're going to do first is we're going to like talk about did you want to talk about this first the like she has to read my handwriting. Sorry. Her handwriting is not great when I she writes she, fast. I was writing really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. So the first thing I think that, okay, so the, again, we just like background about both of us generally is that we are like strong Christian, but like biblical Christian. So like we believe what the Bible says. Like we, Generally. Generally. <laughs> generally. <laughs> no, um, but we really do believe the Bible from cover to cover. So that being said, that's kind of where we're getting all of our um, – I don't want to say opinions, but what's the right word for that? All of our standards standards from. Um, and, yeah. So, basically, the first thing that I think that we need to ask ourselves, and this is something that I 
so whenever I'm speaking about it, I'm talking about like my past experiences with it and things that I've noticed other people deal with. And then you're going to be talking about what you're going through and your past experiences, right? Yeah, I'm going to be talking about what I'm going through and watching either my friends go through it or my family members or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So um, the first question I think that a lot of people have is, should dating just be for fun? Mm -hmm. Like, is, do we date people just because we just think it's fun. Or should we do it to date to marriage? Right. Um, which a lot of people think differently on these things. Mm -hmm. I, and I think Alex is the same way, yeah. personally believes that it should be leading to marriage because right. of what the Bible says about it. A lot of my mm -hmm. friends um, and some family members too, they think that you should just have fun while you're dating because sometimes you have to like dip your toes in the water before you actually commit to something or something like that. Personally, based on what the Bible says about everything, I do not believe that. No, I don't either. And um, I've also, so there's a book that I had read that was about this. Um, before I actually even met Kyler, it was after I had broke up with my first boyfriend like that was serious in college. Um, and they, they say that it's kind, of, it's kind of like a bluntly honest quote, but it says, uh, dating for fun is with no purpose and no intention is basically practicing for divorce, mm -hmm. which, and it is, um, it, it sounds really harsh, but that's true. If you're always dating somebody with the assumption that at the end, you're not going to be together, then what are you actually teaching yourself over time? Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I don't, I don't believe that. And, and I, yeah, I'll probably come back to that book in a second, but I think what we need to look at is why God even made marriage in the first place and why he created it in the first place. Um, because there's a lot of things that we're told not to do, um, in order to be able to be close with God, like things like, um, not having sexual sin, sexual immorality, which mm -hmm. I know that, um, if you're in serious relationship with, in serious relationships with people for no reason, it can lead to that kinds of temptation, especially if you have no intention or anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you have to kiss a bunch of frogs to find Prince Charming. I feel like a lot of people think that, but you don't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I actually wrote down like a bunch of things. Did you want me just to say them and then you kind of- I really of... liked this one. Wait, wait. These two. I really like those two. Oh, I had this one for like talking about this was going to be what we, what we talk about in a second. And oh, this one was more about okay. like being equally yoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So for the purpose for marriage. Um, so I think we have to like think of a lot of a lot of things. There's so much more than what I wrote down, but this is just basically what I was thinking. Um, so first off, God actually is the one who made marriage. So we have to recognize that um, mm -hmm. whenever he did this in Genesis 2, 22 through 24, um, he made a woman so that uh, Adam would not be lonely anymore mm -hmm. and he, they were together. Um, the, did you want to add on that? Or that was kind of generic, but, um, it kind of goes into your next point. Yeah. Um, God made a man, um, or God made woman for man so that he wasn't lonely, just like she said. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't just so that he wasn't lonely because it's not good for us to be alone. We need to have a community, whether it's friends, relationship, um, family, anything like that. But he also made it because the two of you together are supposed to commit your lives to God together and grow through together. I don't know if that made sense with my wording, but it's like you guys grow on your own while you're single um, to get your hearts ready for who God has for you, um, to get your hearts prepared for the uh, life of marriage and everything. And then when you get together, you grow together with him. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things throughout the whole Bible where everything when they're talking about Jesus or God, um, his their relationship to the people, it's always being 
referred to as like the bride, mm-hmm. you know, or um, God will marry his, his people, yeah. or like they'll, they'll always say things like that. And so Isaiah 62, five, this is the NLT. Um, it says, just as a young man commits himself to his bride, then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. This is just one example. They talk about this so yeah. much. And um, I think that verse really shows how important marriage is, which mm-hmm. means it shows how important dating is because you're dating to marry. Um, because if, if Jesus is using the analogy of being married to the church and everything like that, then that is just so imp- showing how important it is to be married to your husband or to be married to your wife. Yeah, because whenever you get married, it's sort of like, it, well, it is. It's like you're becoming one, and mm-hmm. the goal is for you to become one with him. And mm-hmm. I think that he created marriage, well, and he did, because it says this in the Bible, he created marriage to kind of represent what that love looked like. Um, becoming one and dying to yourself, choosing love, that kind of thing. Um, But one thing, too, is that there's lots of biblical benefits to marriage. Again, I'm just using just, like, random examples that Mm -hmm. I saw, but there's a lot more than this. But um, the benefits are things like companionship, uh, relationships with people. We need people, obviously, from Genesis. Adam was lonely Um, uh, and and lack of loneliness. But in Genesis 2.18, you know, they say it's not good for the man to be alone. So God actually talks a lot about how we're kind of designed to be with somebody else. And Mm -hmm. not only that, just through things like procreation, like that's how the world continues. And you can't really, how do I say this? You can't, you shouldn't really be, this is going to sound controversial. Like (laughs) procreation happens when you have sex, but procreation is something that should be like, you're having kids to also further his kingdom. Like Mm -hmm. you're teaching your children to also worship him and to love him. And you, it, it kind of needs to be done inside of marriage in order for it to be considered in quotations, holy, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Do you have anything to add on that? No, but I think that leads us good into who we should avoid and who we should be pursuing mm-hmm. in relationships. Um, so for my personal, which this says I know from... There's going to be a lot of different things There's going to be a lot. But I know from talking with Alex on her past experiences, we kind of have the same... Well, her past one and my current one. We have the same experience with this. We both are extremely strong Christians, and she was still a really strong Christian back when she was dating people, because mm-hmm. um, now she's married. Um, but going through dating while you're a strong Christian and you don't want to... Um, bend your morals for the guy or the girl that you're um, wanting to date, you have to find someone who's equally yoked with you. Oh, yes, I cannot yes, say yes. that word to save equally my life. Equally yoked. Yoked. I yoked. always say yolk. Oh, and I see a lot of people that are, a lot of people I know kind of get angry with this thought mm-hmm. because they think that it doesn't matter. Like if you're with somebody, well, does it doesn't matter if he's that big of a believer. Like mm-hmm. it, do, it doesn't matter. Like it just matters with me. But as you can see, like all of the things that we just read from scripture that talk about marriage, it's very important that you are becoming one. And it's kind of hard to become one with somebody yeah. who doesn't share the same faith as you. It's also hard um, to grow your faith with somebody yes. who doesn't share it with you. And it's very important because let's say one day you want to have kids with this person. Are you going to raise them to be a super strong Christian or are you going to raise them to be the way that your husband wants or your wife wants? Right. Um, and how are you going to raise them together with that if the other one doesn't support it? Yeah. And like, so for example, um, there's a lot of different scriptures about being equally yoked. It's funny because I, whenever I was looking at all of this stuff, I wasn't even looking for scriptures about being equally yoked it just comes up whenever you're Mm -hmm. looking at scriptures that have to do with dating um so first corinthians 
15.33, it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. So honestly, being equally yoked, this ties into friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not just... No, okay, and this is not saying... Don't be friends this is This is not saying do not love people and influence people that are not equally yoked with you. I yeah. think what all of these verses are saying is that who you're becoming one with and who you associate with closely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Bad company corrupts good character. Did you want to read this one? Or can you? I think Sorry, I can. Sorry, <laughs> my handwriting is just atrocious, apparently. <laughs> it's just when you write fast. Like, the endings of these. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. Second <laughs> Corinthians six fourteen. This is also the NLT version. I think all of these are the NLT version. I wrote down the NLT. It's my favorite version, personally. It's but. mine, too. <laughs> um, it says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live, live. with darkness? Yeah. So. I think that's that's pretty self-explanatory, but I also think that's a big, like, thinking verse. And I know that sounds kind of weird because it's self-explanatory, but I think it makes you personally think about your life, your friends, your mm-hmm. relationship, your um, spouse, whoever it is. I think it really th- helps you think about what is going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My brother's on the floor stretching right now, and I think it looks really funny. Well, because he's supposed to be behind the camera. Yeah, he's supposed <laughs> to be controlling the camera, but he's just sitting in his Z-sit. Um, but yes, <laughs> equally yoked. I saw somebody, they were giving a sermon, and it talked about, um, actually, I have one that's like iron sharpens iron, so I'm going to read that one real quick. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's another one. It's Proverbs 27:17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. In other translations, it'll say a man will sharpen another man. So basically, and it was a sermon about how, like, if you're a – and I'm, like, stealing this. I'm not just this clever. Um, <laughs> if you are a person, if you're a, with a piece of wood and you are an axe, right, and you're constantly beating on the wood, eventually what happens to the axe? It gets dull, Right. You have to be around people who are close to you who are sharpening that. And it was like the way that I I saw it I saw it on a TikTok actually. I was thinking a whole different way. I was like, you oh, know, the wood breaks. No, like, no, but, no I'm thinking. thinking like so if you're constantly <laughs> hanging out with people who can't sharpen your knife yeah. or your axe or whatever it is, or your well, in this case I think it's more so about your character sharpening mm-hmm. you as a person, then it's really hard for you to grow. Um, like what you had said a couple of verses back, but um, that's the kind of the way that I'm thinking. That iron sharpens iron. You want somebody who challenges you and holds you accountable, not somebody who's just agrees with every single thing you say, isn't really a strong believer, doesn't really have a stance on anything. And if that is too like confusing to have you understand, this one also oh, yeah, helps. Yeah. Proverbs 13:20. Again, the NLT version. It says, "Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble." Which is essentially saying you associate with okay you become who you hang out with Mm -hmm. I don't care how cool and how great somebody is if they're hanging out with people who are not sharpening their character and are not wise constantly not just like a a little bit yeah um you're going to also become a fool Mm -hmm. it's quite blunt proverbs proverbs actually it's not my favorite anymore but it's one of my favorites because it's so blunt Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course they say things in there that are like disobey god you're be beaten with a rod. Okay, yeah, that's not what I'm talking intense. about here. Yeah, but, but the, uh, some of the stuff they say is really good. You walk with the wise, you become wise. That means that if you walk with fools, you also become a fool. Which, if you're just thinking about this in a friendship way, 
take that to a dating way. The dating way is mm-hmm. supposed to be where you could become one. So if this is meaning that when you just hang out with your friends, friends that you don't see yeah. all the time, to somebody who you're supposed to end up marrying and you become one person, you're going to become a fool. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and just like kind of like showing what equally yoked even means, I think as Christians it means that you are also – trying to find somebody who's a companion and person that you're going to become one with who doesn't see you or ev- or anything else as the first thing in their life. They're seeking God first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Proverbs 16.3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plan will succeed. There's just a lot of different verses that talk about like you're always, you want to find somebody who's equally yoked in that way. We're not talking about just simple like, oh, we like the same things. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about that which i think that something that's really important with being equally yoked isn't just that which i still can say the word equally yoked i think they know what you mean isn't (laughs) just that um you need to both have god first it's Mm -hmm. also that you both need to have a priority of him being the center of your relationship not just first in each other's lives um because god being first is a priority it needs to happen but he also needs to be center especially in your relationships whether it's with your friends your uh, spouse your um girlfriend boyfriend whoever it is yeah and also matthew six thirty three: seek the kingdom of god of god above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need or luke 1 37 for the word of god will never fail it's not so much about just being equally yoked in a shallow sense but more of a um spiritual and god-seeking way i also think that Having God be center or first or both or whatever in your relationship, especially with dating, is really helpful and helps you prepare for marriage because God is the definition of love. And so if you put your like life, like he is the center of it, you surround your life with him, you're going to be able to love so much easier and be able to receive love a whole mm-hmm. lot easier and know how and give your love forgive people. (laughs) My mom's trying to help me out here. Uh, To forgive people easier, to um, commit to things easier because you know how you should be treated, you know how you should treat. It's all of those things. Yeah, also I saw a thing and it was like cultural love and biblical love are not the same. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem that I think a lot of people have an issue with. And we talked about this actually in our last Coffee Talk where we talked about worldly love versus Oh, yeah. Did I write it okay? You wrote biblical marriage. Yep. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm on top of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so it's just different. And so because of that, um, people get confused. Like, loving somebody, I think the first thing you can do, especially to, not only just as, like, a friend, but, like, especially if you're in a marriage with somebody or you're dating to marry somebody, it needs mm-hmm. to be, um, like, you're caring about their salvation. The only way you can do that is if you're putting God first. Um you know, First Corinthians 13, it, it, you know, they define what love is. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's completely different than cultural, like what the world says. So when I say cultural, I'm talking about like the Just world. People twist even that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're saying like, oh, well, in order to love me, you have to like what I like and support what I do. But really love mm-hmm. is me caring about you on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. And how great of a person would I be if I watched somebody you know, on the road to hell, mm-hmm. and I just don't even say anything. Um, but that being said, uh, as far as, like, who you're going to date, I think that's really important. Yeah, which we talked about how they should be equally yoked, how they should be everything like that. Now we can talk about who to avoid. There's a lot of <laughs> things that you can avoid. Okay, yes. so wait, I'm going to suggest a book really quick. Okay, it's going to sound like a really think. cheesy title, <laughs> but this book is something that I read 
and I've had other people read it, and it's actually impacted them. There's a chapter. It's chapter one. It's called, I think it's called, like, How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul, and it's written by a husband and wife. Sounds like a cheesy title, but it's actually really good. (laughs) Um, But the the first chapter, they list, it's called Top 10 Guys to Avoid, and a lot of what we're going to talk about, like I wrote down like the different ones, but a lo- they go into really big depth about it. I'll try to remember some of what they say if we don't have it written down. But I would advise to read it because it's a really good book. So starting off with number one, um, people to avo- avoid when dating. Somebody who lies or when your relationship starts on a lie. You might not know that they're a liar at first because... They're just good at lying. Them. Like, you, you might not know. <laughs> but when if your relationship specifically starts on a lie, whether you don't tell your parents or you keep it from your friends oh, or yeah. you're hiding it from other people in general, which I just said different versions of that, um, or if you lie to that person or they're lying to you at the beginning of your relationship, that's already a big red flag um, because you're supposed to become one. You're supposed to be excited about who you're dating. You're supposed to um, – that's the person you're supposed to go to for everything. They're supposed to be um, your companion, your trustworthy area. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it does make your sense, You're trustworthy area. you no. trustworthy area. you trustworthy person. Like, they're your um, safe space. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is uh, I, the way that I interpreted it was, like, somebody who's really shallow. Mm-hmm. So they're really conceited with their, themselves, and they also make you question how you feel about yourself. So, like, I'm not talking about, like, just, like, your own mental mind games, but, like, you know, if they say cruel things to you or you're looking in the mirror and you think that you're ugly because somebody else is, is exuding this ego and conceitedness, like that kind of thing. Not like confidence because we like confidence, yeah. but we don't like somebody who's just constantly completely self-absorbed and doesn't care about you. Which all of this works for or for friendships too, not just relationships. Um, but we're just talking from it in a dating type of way. Um, another person that you should be avoiding is... Um, Girls should, let's, I'm going to take it from a girl perspective because we are girls. Um, If the boy is not courting you or treating you right or. And mostly from a Christian standpoint. Yes. Because some people, they just aren't going to ever think this. Yes. Yeah. So like if he um, is not um, treating you the way that you're supposed to be treated, but also for the girl, if you're not treating him the way he's supposed to be treated. Um, Mm -hmm. This person posted on Facebook a long time ago. I don't even remember when, um, but it was talking about how a lot of guys get hurt because their whole lives, their moms were like, this is how you should treat women. This is how you should do it. But they never get taught how they're supposed to be treated. And same thing for the girls. All the time they're taught a boy should treat you like this. This is how you should be treated, but not how you should treat the guy. Um, And I think that's really important that we have to start switching our mindset into not just what I deserve, but also what they deserve. Um, But for some people, they only think about what other people deserve. Hi, that's me. I I struggle with this. And you need to start thinking about what you deserve as well. Um, Yeah. So one thing, too, is to think about just in general for all of these little things that we're talking about. um, Currently, like if you're like in a new relationship and you just started talking or whatever, that is going to be the best that he ever treats you. He's not going to get better. So if he's making you mad or he's like red flag, like some red flag things. Oh like my gosh, my mom says this all the time. Well, I know. She... Oh. <laughs> yeah, she recommended sending this. Yes. Um, so, yes, I've actually heard this from her. Um, we used to teach this in our You Matter Group, Galen, too. Yeah. Like, um, but, yeah, this is the best that he's going to treat you. This is when he's going to be trying to get your attention. The he's going to be trying. Yeah. And if he's already 
like thumbs down, like in like some areas that are really uh, key areas for you, he's not going to change. Yeah. And you're not great enough. This, I'm sorry, but you're not great enough to change his character. Yeah. Only the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus can do that, you know? Which <laughs> is something like, I mean, we just said it's like the honeymoon phase. What happens when they start to get comfortable with you? Right. If they're already not treating you well. Yeah. Like that's something When you that, see each other every day. This is something mm-hmm. that I went through actually a couple of months before I met Kyler. I was talking to this guy and I was so, oh, what's the word? I gave too much benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, but he's just not talking to me because of this. But it's like we weren't even really together and I was already so mad all the time. And it really took God taking that away from me in order for me to, to look back and say, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have been... I shouldn't have wasted my time. Yeah. Now, I don't view it as a waste of time. I view view it now as, like, a past experience that I can help other people with if I see it. And um, you can still, you can totally still tell them about Jesus, but don't be around them 24-7. Just like with your friends. If they're starting to become really bad people, bad path for you, not keeping you um, in your salvation with Jesus, or trying to make you a negative thinker or feel negative about yourself in general or make you not like things that you already love, um you can still be a friend to them by telling them about Jesus, checking in on them every once in a while, but they don't. you don't need to be around them 24-7 because right. that'll tear you down. Exactly. Um, I don't have this one written down on my notes, but one that uh, I remember reading about in the book was, like, if somebody's they, – they titled his, um, his, like, person to avoid, top ten guys to avoid, they called it the walking hormone. And <laughs> it's the guy who is just constantly obsessed with physical – in sexual things, trying to get you to send nudes, trying mm-hmm. to get you to agree to things that you don't want to. Um, this is somebody that you should definitely avoid if you are trying to be in a pure Christian relationship that's pure of mind. Because mm-hmm. some people will think, oh, well, I just sent this, or we mm-hmm. just did this. We didn't really actually do that. Like, yeah. you know, um, and, and that already, that's somebody to avoid. Because if, you, especially if you're somebody who you're thinking, no, I'm going to wait until I'm mm-hmm. married to do X, Y, Z. if you um, recommit to waiting. Or you re- recommit, right? You could be somebody who have made mistakes in the past, but you're like, no, I'm going to recommit myself and I'm not going to do this. And you tell him this. Even if he's sitting there saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a great Christian guy. If he's trying to take that or um, goal free from yeah. away from you he doesn't have your best interest in mind mm-hmm. um and that's something that i think is just really that's good even, to, that's like a big one for even me. without that's a big one for me too but even without it being um sexual immorality even if it's just something Anything. that you don't want to do right like pressuring breaking you, the rules or she's pressuring you whatever um if you're a guy listen to this or a girl listen yeah because it, it could be it could go both ways mm-hmm. and i think that a really good thing to do especially when you're starting a new relationship that a lot of people just don't do because they're scared they don't set boundaries mm-hmm. right like if if two that's people have one goal um they'll be okay with you setting boundaries right yeah. um yeah, that's one that if I If they didn't respect write down, your goal, that. they'll be okay with you um, setting boundaries. Another thing to avoid, is, which this works for both ways. All of these actually work for both ways. All of ways. them are both ways. Yeah. Um, but it, the book, the book, okay, the one that I'm talking about, it says top 10 guys to avoid because basically the husband and wife switch off when they're writing the chapters. So mm-hmm. it was the wife writing the chapter. Just so you know. So this, <laughs> I've witnessed in the past two months, I've witnessed a girl do this and a guy do this. Um, both of them are my friends. But. Another thing to avoid is if they're playing games. 
Mm, and not committing. Yes. Is that what you're either talking it's about? not committing or if it's yes. um, toxic type of thing. Like not like games like basketball, but like right, mind right. games or like things <laughs> like that. Or um, if he plays basketball, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. We love <laughs> basketball, <laughs> but just like the mind games or like the texting other girls and pretending they're not, or other oh, guys yeah. and pretending they're not. Yeah. Um, or saying that they want to be in a relationship, but then not actually asking you and keeping you on the hook. Um, which is a TV reference if you've seen that show. Well, going <laughs> off of that, I can actually speak on two of the things that we just talked about. So whenever I met um, my now husband, um, we my had brother. got – This is actually kind of a funny story. So, like, you know, I had already been through the thing with the other person who was just kind of like a wishy-washy, annoying – experience that I had and I was like I'm never letting that happen again you know what I mean because I wasn't clear with anything except like I didn't never say and I never said anything that I didn't want to do or and I was fortunate like nothing crazy happened or anything like that but the point is, is I never said it but I was like but maybe that's why a part of me thought maybe because he this person ended up figuring out that I didn't want to do anything that was immoral or sexually immoral, that that was why. Like, mm-hmm. part of me thought that, but I never specified, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. until later. So whenever I met my husband, my person, my person. My person. Um, when I met my now husband, um, we met on a dating app, actually, which is, like, interesting, a whole Coffee different story that we can that we can go. <laughs> Coffee meets bagel. Yeah, we, we, I can go into that another time. But um, it was, I really liked him, and I had only seen him, like, two times before this. But I said to myself, I said, I am not going to let him think that I'm going to be okay doing things that I don't want to do. And if he's not okay with it, then... That's just going to be a risk that I have to take, right? I just remember Kyler coming home and being like, dude, the first date was so weird. In five minutes, she asked me this question. <laughs> no, I didn't ask. I wasn't even asking him a yeah, question. I basically told him, I said, I'm not sleeping with you. <laughs> I, I and he, was, he said, I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, he's, he's okay so far. Like, yeah. you know? And then the other thing that I had to deal with, with him, he put me through a lot. I read my old journal, man. He put me through it y'all remember you were there um he would not commit you know what I said I was like I'm not dealing with that anymore you can either commit or I ain't gonna talk to you anymore (laughs) basically who kept telling him that as well and then he ended up he ended up committing after that (laughs) but like putting that all out there that took a lot you know because I was scared Mm -hmm. that if I said any of those two things that I just said that I wouldn't and I liked him but the truth is is that I had to do that which, I had to, because it was going to waste my time. Which <laughs> I actually did the first thing that she did with the whole, like, I'm not sleeping with you. Somebody kept asking me to come over, and it was always late at night, which is obviously not a good sign to begin with. And I was just like, hey, I want to be a virgin until I'm married. And he was like, oh, oh never mind. I remember <laughs> this. He just never talked to me I again. I remember this. And okay. I was like, okay. You were like, that's weird. And I was like, all right. I mean, at least I told you. And then another thing was was with my mom and my dad when they were dating. My dad, most chivalrous guy I've ever met. So great. Love him. Tells me how I'm supposed to be treated. Love it. But he was not great at the beginning of him and my mom's relationship because he didn't really know how to do all this stuff. So, you can tell somebody, too. Like, yeah, what you and want. that's what happened. My mom got <laughs> to the door of the car, and she was terrified. She told me about this all the time. She was so scared. That's how I and felt. It's, so, it's yeah, really like, scary. When you do this. And yeah. my dad was sitting in the driver's side just waiting for her to get in, and my mom would not get in. And my dad was like, what are you doing? And she was like, well, a man's supposed to open a lady's door. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he got out and he opened the door and, like, sat down. And, like, every time, like, sometimes guys just don't know. Like, sometimes they just don't. They're just clueless. Because it, yeah, I know, it's like anxious. Like, re-talking about it, yeah. I'm like, I literally told him, like, the second time I ever met him, I'm not I sleeping with so you. Good. Yeah, <laughs> which like, my... you did that. My cousin, actually, um, he's one of my very close friends. We were very close. Um, but I was driving him to the, his dentist appointment one time because he couldn't drive yet. And I was, we were walking up to the dentist's office, and he was like, hey, switch sides of the sidewalk with me. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't even, I was just like, this is weird, just walking someplace. And this guy was, like, passing us, and so my cousin ended up being in between me and the other guy. And as the guy walked away, he was like, I was just always taught that you're supposed to be, um, like, the man is supposed to be in between the lady in the street or the lady and another man or another person walking. And I, I literally, as soon as he went into the dentist's office, I started crying. I was like, that was the sweetest thing ever anyone's ever done like amazing so chivalry yes yeah yeah I I will say this too I think that uh, this would be a piece of advice I guess like from just my experience and I think that you will agree Mm -hmm. you cannot never set standards expectations or boundaries with someone because you're scared of losing them Mm -hmm. because the chances are if if they don't accept what your expectations are, or they don't meet your expectations, when I say expectations, I'm not talking about like, he's 6'2", like that's not what I mean. <laughs> Listen, I'm talking about character here. Hallie does this sometimes, because she's really tall. Forgive I her. am very I'm tall. I, I'm talking about like character though. Yeah, I agree with you still, but ouch. <laughs> I'm talking about like, if it's so, I'm talking about like the moral, the deep things, like the deep things. Yep. Would that not, would you say no. that's it? You no, I agree. I agree. Okay. I agree. Like, you, you don't want to oh. say, you don't want to say that you're not going to be with somebody, or you don't, what am I trying to say? You're distracting me. <laughs> I'm trying to say, this is my piece of advice. If you have boundaries and expectations that are a really big deal to you, and you just never say them because you're scared of losing a friend or losing a boyfriend, a failure. the chances are is if they're, not gonna re- yeah, if they're not going to respect those boundaries in the end, God was protecting you from them by letting them leave. Yeah. Because the truth is, is that your expectations and your boundaries, especially if it's moral and uh, biblical, mm-hmm. um, they should be upheld. And if the person's not going to do that, then yeah. you're, they need to leave. And you know? it, being afraid, actually, sorry to interrupt, but being afraid to set those standards or set those expectations is your own feeling that you aren't worth. Exactly. Because that's what I realized. I realized when I was so afraid that first date with your father, mm-hmm. I was terrified. And afterwards, Holly, your your aunt, said to me, that's because you think you don't deserve him. Mm-hmm. If you just realize you deserve him, you wouldn't be scared. And if they, once you say it, Either they're going to react good or they're going to react oh, bad, whether it's a friend or a, a dating partner. I remember. And um, if they react good, then God is showing you like, hey, they're either, even if they're not the person forever, they're a good person to have. Um, and if they react bad, then he's showing you point blank, period. Obviously, this is not the person for you because you shouldn't have to change your personal morals. Um, so in the book that I was talking about, they went the, – the book that – I was referring to it's a lot about there's a lot about purity in there and so like if you set so for example like if you set your standard your boundary you're like I'm not having sex I don't want to do anything that leads to that and the guy says oh okay I'm good with that and then like 
he grows distant, mm-hmm. he become like weeks later, he's still doing weird manipulative things to make you feel guilty for setting your standards. That's kind of things that you have to look out for. Yeah. And that's why, again, I would recommend anybody reading this because I can't remember everything that it says. But this is just like whenever I, like these are just things that I know um, are things that, so you don't want to have somebody who's manipulating you. You don't want to have somebody be like, oh, well, are you sure you don't want to, are you sure you don't want to do that? Or mm-hmm. like, like, I just feel like you're not showing me that you love me. Like, that yeah. kind of stuff, that's manipulative. And you set your boundaries. There is no – it's about your boundaries, not how he feels about your boundaries. Yes. He either agrees with them or he doesn't. There's no in-between. Yeah. It sounds really harsh, but it will save you time. <laughs> and this is going to sound like a whole lot and, like, there's nobody out there that does all of these things. Believe me, they I do. know because I think that all the time. Being single and being a Christian single person is so tough because there's not many strong Christians out there that are single that are actually going to sit or set the boundaries and stick with them. And it's going to be so tough if you're not single now or if you are single, whatever. It's tough during it. Um, But you just have to have the faith that there is actually somebody who is going to be worth that time, even if it's just friendships that are going to be worth that time. Um, Or if it is a dating relationship that's going to be worth that time. You're going to have a community of people that are Christians and will help you further your growth because God says that it's not good for you to be alone. I mean, you have to ask yourself too, like, and I, this is more a question for you, but would you rather be single and have a strong relationship with the Lord or just take any random per or, or even a person who's kind of good but doesn't meet those mm-hmm. moral standards? You would probably rather be single, 100%. right, than being with somebody. Yeah. And you also, this time that you are single, if you are single right now, this time is for you to grow with the Lord so much that your heart is prepared to accept somebody else so that you are... Um, you know your worth in the Lord. You know what you deserve, and you know how to treat other people. Like, this is your moment to not necessarily be selfish, but, like, be selfish with the Lord. Like, take all of your time to focus on Him, not focus on your husband and Him or your wife and Him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing, too, that can be, like, a really big red flag for people is how do they treat other people? Not just Mm -hmm. how they treat you, but how do they treat their mom how do they treat their sisters, their brother, their, their dad? Um, do they treat them well? And even if they don't agree with them, do they respect them still? Or their friends. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who they don't respect their friends um, with either their fears or their um, insecurities, or and they make fun of them like that. Um, and not just like what friends do when it's just like these little hits back and forth, but like they genuinely do not respect them or treat them good. They're probably not going to treat you good. That's just how it is. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't have any more notes. I don't have any more notes. I feel like we've been saying a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Me too. We have. We've said so much stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many more things. I basically touched on everything that I had read that she had told me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely consider – you just have to remember that you are worth setting those boundaries and expectations, but you also need to do it in a biblical way. Mm-hmm. Um, you also – like going in reverse sometimes girls will get mad at guys like if they won't do things mm-hmm. and like like sexual things like mm-hmm. and if that's that would be the girl or you not respecting his boundaries so it can go like both ways but yeah. i think that you just have to remember that you're worth what your boundaries are yeah and in order to know what boundaries you should set you have to be in the word and 
If you are thinking, if you're single and all you're thinking is, oh my gosh, I cannot wait till I find my husband, that is great. But if you're dwelling on that to where you're getting kind of lonely and depressed, that's where you need to rely on God more. Um, because at first I was getting really sad. Every single one of my friends, literally every single one of them is in a relationship right now. The only people that aren't in a relationship right now are my students. <laughs> that's literally it. Every single person's in a relationship right now. Um, half, and half of my students actually are in a relationship. Um, and so I was starting to get super lonely, super depressed, because I was like, man, they're all hanging out with their boyfriends or their girlfriends, and like, what am I doing? Sitting at home. That's it. Um, but I started to really dive into the Bible and dive into the Word, and I started to get way less lonely, which we've talked about in our past podcast was when you're starting to feel depressed to do that. Um, but even when you're just feeling lonely, diving into the Word, I am so content now. I am happy. I am good just sitting on the couch. I mean, I hate it because I, I'm a very extroverted person, but I am definitely okay with just sitting on the couch watching a movie with my dog or hanging out with my family members who are all also in relationships or doing anything like that. I don't feel nearly as lonely as I used to. Now I'm just excited because I'm, I have a relationship with the Lord and I'm furthering my growth. And at some point, hopefully, I will have a spouse that will also be furthering his growth right now with the Lord. And we can talk about what we went through together. Um, so one thing too, that we can talk about is, um, wait, is that a book? Oh, it is a book. Oh, um, you can say it because yes. I don't know what this book. So uh, I think my pastor actually wrote it from Texas, right? No, he just, he did a whole series on it. That's how I heard we about have it. two book recommendations for you this <laughs> I, time. I actually kind of read this one. I know. I read a book. <laughs> I read a book. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's called Guardrails for Dating Couples. It is so nice. Isn't it's that kind where it's of, like you set the boundary, but you don't want to fall off yes, the cliff? Yes. So, like, it's yeah. a really good analogy. Um, before I tell you the analogy, the book is like a workbook, so it has, like, writing parts, too, that you can, like, write down your thoughts and then share it with your um, boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, whoever it is. Um, but they use the term guardrails, which I love this way better than the term boundaries because I think it's a nice visual, and I like visuals. Um, but, like, when you're driving on the road, there's, like, a guardrail and um, on the side of it so that when you get in an accident, you hit that. But there's also, like, an extra, I don't even know how many feet, but, like, three to six feet after the guardrail um, of road just in case something else happens um, and like the guardrail is not protective enough. And they use that for this because um, you're supposed to set your guardrail or your boundary and if that doesn't work, you have an extra, extra little bit um, that you won't cross that line still. So for some people, holding hands is their guardrail. They don't want to go past that. For some people, kissing is their guardrail. They don't want to go past that. Um, and for, it could also, it's not just sexual things. It could also be just everyday like things. Like, yeah, curfew. It could be um, drinking, drinking, smoking. Um, it could be um, what, if you guys go to, if you're alone in a room or not, or if you're in a public area the whole time, anything like that. Um, but it's a really great workbook to work through. Um, it's not really great. I mean, it is really great when you're single too. It's just really <laughs> beneficial when you're doing it with somebody because you can talk about it afterwards. It's still good to do it on your own because you can see what they actually are, like what your guardrails are to you so that when you do get in a relationship, you can be like, here's what they are. I already know them. What are yours? Yes. And, and I, there's also videos that go with it on YouTube. Um, the book, I think you can get on Amazon. Um, you can just do the book. You can do the book and the videos. You can just do the videos and then write it out yourself, whatever you want with that, if you even want to use those. Um, but those are all really good options. Um, one thing, too, and I kind of already touched on this, but did you, did you have anything else to say or did you want to close it? Yeah, I'm good. Well, what I want to say, too, before we close is, like, you know, 
not only just with dating and relationships in that way, but friendships, when you set boundaries and when you set when you set those boundaries or guardrails, whatever you want to call them, um, or you have those um, standards, expectations of friends or potential boyfriends, it's almost guaranteed that setting those for yourself is going to push somebody away. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to just keep in mind that that is fine. Mm-hmm. It is okay because God is saving you from potential hurt in the future that would be yeah. worse. It might be terrible. Don't back out of it. Don't back out of it. I've had to cut off friendships before. It sucks. Yeah. And but I've it's had, more beneficial. <laughs> yes, it is. In the end, you're happier. And I would have just advised that if you're in a, talking to somebody or you're in a friend or you're in a friend group that's bad and mm-hmm. you set these boundaries and they don't respect it and they leave and they're not your friend anymore, just know that God is actually really proud of you for what you've done. And you'll realize it afterwards. During mm-hmm. it, you're going to feel yes. so sad. But afterwards, when you take a step back and you realize all the things that you could have gotten yourself into, yes. you're going to be so much happier. Um, 100%. But with that, we need a word from our sponsors. Apple. That was our word this week. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and we hope that you... We're actually taking a break. We don't have a podcast next week. Um, we will actually be in nationals um, competing with our team. It, it, we are leaving the next two weeks. My bad. We're not going to have a podcast for the next two weeks because after nationals, me and Miss Alex are going on vacation to take a stress reliever from No, wait. Nationals. You're thinking of Showcase. No. Where are we going? Universal. Universal? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, we're staying in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. So for the next two weeks, you will not have a podcast. But after that, we will be back with our team, hopefully, if they can all come, we will be back with our team giving you another podcast. Um, But with that, we want to pray you out. So if you can, close your eyes, bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all the things that you've given us and taken away, Jesus. Um, We thank you for the opportunity for this podcast to reach everyone that's listening to this um, and just to help us have a community of Christians who are going through whatever we're talking about each week, God. We pray for our friends, our families. We pray for ourselves, that we're all safe, happy, and healthy, and that we're constantly reminded that you're on the throne, Jesus. We love you, we praise you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.